All right, tidings of comfort and joy. Now, I mentioned this to some of you earlier um, in a letter that I sent out earlier this, this Christmas season, and that was that uh, I had to look up what tidings were. What are tidings of comfort and joy? I mean, some maybe think a tide, oh, is this the last thing that's going to do us in here in 2020, the year of plagues? We're going to have rising water. The tide's going to overwhelm us. Is that what's going to happen? Well, I just wanted to just reassure you and put your fears at rest tonight because not only did God promise he's not going to destroy the world by a flood, he, he uh, made that very clear to Noah many, many, many years ago, but he also uh, has given us great hope. And he is here to give us those tidings of comfort and joy. And I want to just tell you that actually a tiding is legitimate news. That's literally what it means. It means information, a good news. And it was a term used in the 16th century in that song we just sang. And I've never sang it so upbeat before. Wow, that was really great. Thank you, worship team. That was excellent. Well, I love the line. Do you catch what it says here? And I want to remind you that that song just isn't for gentlemen, merry or otherwise, okay? This is actually important for everyone uh, here today and also those listening. Listen to what that line. Did you catch it? Let nothing you dismay, for Jesus Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. That really is my big prayer for you tonight on this Christmas Eve, that you would not leave dismayed, but in fact you would experience comfort and joy this Christmas because that's what Jesus wants to offer you. I've learned from Dr. Jim Rennie, who has helped me through my own grief and loss, that he says this, and I quote, Joy is a blessed distraction and causes a gladness of heart based on an ability and a willingness to appreciate the good. Well, a great exercise tonight is before you go to sleep, kneel beside your bed and thank God for three things that he has given you. Are you allowed to thank God more than just a Thanksgiving? Christmas Eve is a time where you can give thanks. And so before you go to bed with all those sugar plums dancing in your head, right? By the way, I don't even know. I've never had sugar plums dancing in my head. Um, I would encourage you to give thanks. I've had a little bit more lead time on this of time to think about what I'm thankful to God for. And I want to tell you three things that I'm thankful for. The first thing I'm really thankful for is our own David Pinkerton, who is the chair of our elders, is here tonight. He was in an accident. Way to go, David. So glad that you are with us. Uh, David was uh, in, a, in a horrific accident back in August, and this is the first time that he's back with us. And so it's a massive gift to me that he would be here. Uh, another gift is that you are here. And guess what? You can all thank this. You can all thank God for the fact that you're alive. Right? You are alive tonight. And that's an awesome gift. And there's a third gift. Well, guess what? I'm not going to tell you that until later, okay? I'll tell you the third gift that I'm really thankful for. But um, what we need to do is we need to remember to invest in joy. Lots of us try to invest in financially, but are we investing in joy? And uh, maybe uh, tonight you find yourself that you are kind of lacking in joy. You're lacking in comfort. 
Well, tonight you can change that. You can find joy in Jesus Christ. Do you remember what Pastor Dan read? And thank you for the excellent reading, Pastor Dan. Luke chapter 2, verse 10 says this. This is what the angels said to the shepherds. And let me just read the, the, this phrase again. It's kind of a fr- famous phrase. And maybe this is one that if you have a Bible, this would be one that you want to underline and keep going back to. The angel said this, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. It's not just for some who go to church. It's for all people tonight. That's how important this Christmas Eve is. And those, those words echo and still great, have great implication for us today. Jesus has, has come to, to give joy and to have joy complete and joy that's overflowing into our lives. He saved us from our sins. He saved us from ourselves and he saved us from Satan, the, the great enemy of our souls. In contrast to Satan, Jesus gives us not just joy, but he also gives us comfort. He is the God of all comfort. He's comforting us through these difficult days. And they're difficult because of simply this. We're so uncomfortable, aren't we? If you think about it, we are constantly seeking comfort from the very first moment that we take our first breath. I bought, brought a few things tonight that um, is my bag of comfort, if I could put it that way. And so I just I thought about some things that would have made myself and others in our family comfort through the years. The first thing is a soother, right? In fact, you know parents why there's two soothers in this package. Because you're going to lose one, right? And you're going to be an emergency, and you want that exact same, that same type of soother because... Other soothers are rejected. I still remember. Now, this one has one of those little clips. And, and some of our kids would actually flip the, uh, the little, it always had to be up near their nose. And it was, it was really cute. And Lori and I loved to see that. So, you know, we have soothers that try to comfort us. We have our blankies, right? We have our blankies. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl champs, Kansas City Chiefs. That's shameless, I know. But uh, that was for my wife so that... Uh, she would, she would be happy with me. What else do we have in here? Oh, I know. And some of you guys are looking forward to this. Your jammies, right? Your jammies. This brings us comfort. Oh, Michigan, go blue. All right, all right. And then what else do we have in here? Oh, well, in fact, if you're online right now, why don't you just put into the, um, into the chat box some comfort food? I have some comfort food here. Chicken noodle soup, right? That's comfort food. And then, oh, wow. This is homemade cinnamon roll from today. That's comfort food, isn't it? I've been eating too much comfort food this, this, uh, this Christmas. I think we all have with those pandemic pounds. So um, I just want to remind you that we are always pursuing comfort. But... Let's be honest, the comfort that we pursue is often so fleeting. It's temporary in our lives. And so how do we find comfort? Well, here is simply how we find comfort. Dr. Jim Rennie says it this way. Comfort is ours for the asking. Have you ever asked God for comfort? 
He's the God of all comfort through Jesus Christ. Tonight, if you're needing comforting, you might want to go get your blankie. You might want to go get pajamas on. But the most important thing you should do is you should ask God through Jesus Christ to give you comfort. And he will. And tonight I want to tell a story about a man who had been seeking comfort for many, many years. In fact, I think a lot of us are in that same stage. We are waiting for comfort. So let me tell you about this, this man as part of the larger Christmas narrative. And it's a guy by the name of Simeon. And, and his story is found in Luke chapter 2, verse 25. It says that, um, just to give you the context, Jesus was brought to the temple by Mary and Joseph as part of the Jewish a ceremony of circumcision. On the eighth day, they were required to, to dedicate their children to, to God. And Simeon was there, happened to be at the temple, and this is what it says. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he'd seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit. Notice that's the third time Spirit is mentioned. Spirit's pretty important here at the Christmas story. And he came into the Spirit, into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took up him up in his arms and blessed God and said these words, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you've prepared for the, in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel. And his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed him and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that your thoughts from many, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Did you catch what, how Simeon was described there in verse 25? It says he was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. What's that mean? I mean, I, I, I played sports and, and still coach sports. And whenever I hear the word consolation, that's not a good thing. You do not want a consolation trophy, right? Right? You don't want that. I mean, when I was 10 years old, I never wanted the consolation prize. I still don't want the consolation prize as a coach many, many years later. So why is Simeon looking for this consolation for Israel? What does that actually mean? Well, consolation just means comfort. It means to be consoled, right? And that's what he was looking for. Simeon found that comfort, and tonight we can find that comfort as well. Well, how was Simeon comforted? It's really simple. Verse 27 says it this way. And he came in the spirit of the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, simply being brought Jesus brings about consolation. Brings about comfort for us. Just as Joseph and Mary brought Jesus to Simeon, tonight, through these words, 2,000 years later, almost 2,000 years later, I want to give those 
same words to you, that Jesus has been brought as a gift from God to each one of us. That will bring us great comfort. As we already stated, you probably desire at the top of your wish list this year, I, I really believe not just a toy, but comfort and joy. Jesus is the only way you'll receive that ultimate comfort. You know, you can, you can pursue a lot of joys in this life. Um, some, sometimes we try to use joys as a distraction from the discouragement and darkness and, and depression all around us. But I found, and maybe you have too if you're being honest, that those don't really last. Food and even awesome cinnamon rolls, they don't last, right? Trying to make yourself comfortable. I even try to make myself comfortable with my Mr. Rogers neighborhood, you know, sweater tonight and my comfortable shoes. They don't last. It's Jesus who can bring us comfort tonight. That's why it says in verse 29 and 30, Lord, now... Wow, look at this. Lord, now let your... Let, you are now letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. Wow, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. Simeon was, Simeon was saying that it's the baby Jesus who brings about that comfort, that comfort and joy for us. Reality is there's no promises of us living until the next Christmas Eve. Not just from covid We've learned this year that things are a lot more tenuous. Some of us are looking for, for hope in, in lots of things. Vaccines, you know, uh, numbers going down. But none of those things will save us spiritually. Only Jesus can do that. So there's a choice tonight. Simeon made this clear in verse 35. And a sword will pierce through your own heart also so that your thoughts... And for many hearts may be revealed. It was because this child, Jesus, would be appointed for the fall and rising of many. So here's the truth. Jesus will either bring you great comfort, lasting comfort in your life, or there'll be a falling in your life. That's because many just think of Jesus as just a, maybe an ornament to put on the tree or a crucifix to put up on the wall. But we need to know tonight that Jesus was way, way more than that, even a plastic baby in the nativity set. Jesus is the hope of our world. He is the comfort and joy of the world. Dallas Willard, the late USC professor of philosophy, said it this way. If we're focused on ourselves, then we will try to supply our needs on our own. Generally speaking, God will let us do that. If we have it under control, why should he step in, right? Often we are not comforted and full of joy because we're trying to supply our own needs. But if we wish to know God and find eternal comfort and joy, then we abandon the project of taking care of ourselves. You might then question, Willard says, but don't we still work? Aren't we supposed to be responsible? He says the difference is that you do your best, but you do not trust your best. Instead, you trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's this Jesus that will give us comfort and joy. So tonight, are you finding comfort and joy 
through Jesus and Jesus alone. That's the thing that I'm most thankful for this Christmas. Remember I said I had a third thing I'm thankful for? It's Jesus Christ who came down to earth as a baby. He lived a sinless and perfect life and he died on a cross to rescue me from God, when I've gone astray. And the same is for you, for, for you tonight. And the best news is he rose again so that we might have new life. Are you trusting in Jesus for your comfort and joy? Are you? Let's pray. God, on this holy night, this silent night, a night where we need to find our comfort and joy in you and you alone. Would you speak deeply into our hearts? Would everyone here trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Those listening online, would they know Jesus? They can pray a simple prayer. Jesus, come into my life. I've been trying to find comfort and joy in other things, and I, I ask that today I turn from that and I turn to trusting in you I'm tired of trying to do this self-made project of fixing my own life, and I surrender it to you. Lord, I pray that those listening would, would pray that prayer tonight. And every one of us, whether we've been here a long time and gone to many Christmas Eves or church, Lord, or this is the first time here, God, that we would find this hope and good news tonight. We pray this in the mighty and matchless name of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. God's people said, amen and amen.